Chico or Raymond? Uh, Raymond is my uh, real name. <laughs> Chico is my nickname and uh, from my neighborhood. So uh, if you call me Chico, that probably means that I know you from soccer, from high school. And if you call me Peach, that means I probably grew up around you and we grew up in the same neighborhood. And those are my two nicknames. That's what's up. That's what's up. What what neighborhood are you from? And just kind of so debrief from, that. I'm from Timberleaf in Orlando, Florida. Uh, interesting environment right. surrounding it. But uh, luckily, my, my neighborhood is pretty pretty quiet. Uh, got a lot of family there, a lot of friends there. And so it was never too much trouble, mm. you know? Yeah. But surrounding it, I mean, surrounding it is uh, a lot of different gangs. Uh, definitely a lot of uh, things that you don't see on a normal, normal basic day. Right, right. And do you, do you, can you dive into any of that to some extent? I bet, yeah. Um, so my neighborhood, let's say my neighborhood is Timberleaf. It's right here. So right across the street is Carver Shores. And so uh, they actually got a rapper out right now, uh, Lipo Baby, uh, Pootie. I saw him. I looked him up. Yeah. So his uh, neighborhood is uh, right across the street from mine. Then, you know, that's their own gang. And then from the left is uh, 700. That's what they call Ivy Lane. So Ivy Lane has uh, 700 and 4400. Those are two separate gangs. Uh, to the right of that would be Richmond Heights. They got their own little thing going on. Uh, maybe more behind mines would be Mercy Drive, Pine Hills. And over there they got uh, some rappers like Glock 9 and Hot Boy. Those are like their, their guys. Civil Star, all of those different gangs. And then more, maybe I would say like Northwest a little bit, is more like a... His own separate gang called Crosstown, and that's just a bunch of uh, it's a bunch of gangs into one, one type of uh, collaboration of gangs, I guess you could say, sort of like a mafia or something. Got you. So those are like the gangs and the environment that I was around. Right, and and yeah. what would you say growing up in that environment? What was the biggest lesson you took, or like the greatest teaching experience? Man, the greatest teaching experience is just every day you learn something new. Right, honestly, like. Whether it's like not doing something or whether it's looking over your shoulder or like, you know, being careful what you do, how you talk, who you talking to, you know, how you walk and, you know, like, uh, man, like even to like when you're walking, like what you got on you, you know, like right. it's just a lot of like lessons that you learn every day. Like it's just little stuff that really gets you, you know, mm -hmm. it's never like the big things. It's always the little things that like, you know, you don't think should even matter in your head, right. you know, like, who cares if I'm wearing J's today? Well, that's, that might be the, th the thing that that other person cares about, you know, what the people around you is seeing. And so, I mean, there's a lot of lessons. I can't really, like, go over, like, any real big lesson. It's just every day. You're just learning something new every day. Yeah. Just trying to stay out of trouble. That's it. W were there times uh, in, like, growing up in that environment where you're fearful for your life? For my life? I mean, I mean, you definitely have, like, those times where, like, I mean, you're close to, to you know, I mean, you never know. You might have to fight. You know, uh, I've been robbed before with my friends. I mean, that was, like, 
it was like it wasn't like so scary, but it was like pretty like like damn, like you know, like they're about to take my bikes. And so I mean, never like really f- feared it because I mean that's what we grew around. So right. Like that's what you like. You're normal. Mm. It's normal to you, you know. It's normal like talking about oh this person just fought with this person or this person just got beat up or jumped or you know like this person just got shot. I mean things like that is normal, you know. So I mean never really feared nothing because I mean that's just like it was normal. Damn. That's it. That's deep, deep stuff, bro. Well, yeah. I just gotta say I'm super grateful to meet you, and I'm I'm stoked to have you on for this episode, man. Um, just wanna you gotta give the learners or the viewers some perspective. So this man, Ray. So the practice got canceled today, obviously, right? For you guys, yeah. It was raining. We had a lot of rain today, and we just finished up our practice. I'm walking over to the weight room, and it's pouring at this point, and this <laughs> dude is working on his craft on the field. <laughs> and I was like, at that moment, I was like, wow, that's just so cool, bro. So cool. Um, I even yelled you now. I don't know if you heard me or not. No. Was, <laughs> that was nah, bro. That was, yeah. But that was, that was like something that when I first met you, it kind of always stuck out to me. I'd always see you in the lab working. So, um, so much respect for that. And can just kind of dive into like um, how you got to that point of like, I, I want success like that bad. You know what I mean? Was it always there? No, it definitely, it definitely was not always there. Um, I think that someone in my life who's always trying to push it to be there is my dad. My dad is like the biggest, like that's my, my Superman. And so he's always trying to push me to, to be the best. And like, you know, as a kid, like a very young kid, you don't really get that. You don't really get like when your dad is like pushing you to do things or like telling you like, no, that's not good enough. Or like, I remember one, this like, the greatest story I got. It's like uh, we're on a beach and we kayak across the beach. And so this is like, it's probably like three miles like we're kayaking. And so he te- we get out and he tells me, okay, now you got to drag this kayak across back to where we just came from. Wow. And so we just went across and now I have to drag it around uh-huh. to get back to where we was. And I was like, like, why? And he's just like, because I said so. <laughs> and so, yeah, so I'm like, what the heck? And so, like, I'm literally dragging this kayak, like, complaining the whole time. It's just, like, like keep going. And so, like, like, now when I, like, realize, like, you know, I want something bad, like, those are the moments I think about, like, man, like, I can't give up because, like, you know, like, this is how my dad, uh, this is what he's trying to teach me. Like, you know, like, this is how I'm going to get my success. I right. got to keep going no matter what. And so, I mean, it's just always, like, it's been there. I just never realized it until, you know, I actually found something that I'm passionate about, which is soccer, to try to, like, you know, be the best that I could be and try to reach the best level I could reach. Love it. Were, were there times on your journey where you're like, I'm over this, I'm over soccer, like, I don't want to keep going, just because you got kind of tired of, like, the grind and not getting the results maybe you anticipated in the back of your head? It's, it's, it's never. It was never the grind, it w- but it was definitely not getting the results that, uh, you know, you're imagining like you're supposed to be getting. Mm-hmm. I've definitely had some times where I've just like laid in my bed and like, man, like I thought this was supposed to be this way. This is how I imagined it going. This is how I thought it was really going to go. Like I thought there was no other way. And it just didn't happen that way. And like those are some tough days. I think that you just got to like get over yourself and just say, hey, you know, there's another way, you know, uh, 
God definitely has a a plan of where he wants you to go, you know? Is there a specific example that sticks out to you like more than others on your path that's like, man, just kind of what you described? Uh, Yeah, my meniscus injury. Mm. I'm get into that. Do it. All right, bet. All right, so... Uh, so at this point already, I was at uh, Montverde Academy. Uh, I was in my postgraduate year, so I had graduated already, but I was doing a fifth year of high school just to try and get a college offer. And so uh, during this time, what ended up happening was uh, I had to graduate, and then I had to move away from my family to to go to this academy. Wow. Yeah. But it wasn't like, it wasn't as big as like going to California or nothing. It was like literally like a different city so i was in downtown orlando living in downtown orlando and like the academy would be like a 20 minute 30 minute drive away but like where i used to live was like what like 10 minutes away from where i was in downtown orlando and so i mean it was just it was a tough time of not on the best terms with my dad uh it was just a crazy situation you know i mean imagine being like, how I felt was, like, I'm being stripped away from, like, you know, like, my home, you know? Right. It's just 10 minutes away, and I can't even go over there, you know, because he wants me to be focused on, hey, like, you know, you said, like, you wanted this. You said you want to try to get to college and play soccer, you know? I'm trying to take you away from it and help you be successful now, you know? Mm. And I didn't understand that. And it really, like, made our relationship, like, very bad. Like, just little things, like, we wouldn't talk. We wouldn't be on the same term. And it was just a lot going on. And so when I was at Montford Academy, I mean, switching into that environment was, it was different. Right. We're talking about, we're talking about like, like a very prestigious school with smart kids, all type of kids, rich, wealthy, you know, all type of different nationalities. And, um, just getting used to that environment, it was it was a uh, it was a struggle, you know, because like I knew home was ten minutes away, but I couldn't go over there. And instead, I had to be with kids who just didn't understand, like, and understand sometimes what I what I'd be saying because I would be talking like you know a different lingo. So uh-huh. and so, I mean, when I tore my meniscus there, I just felt like man, like I felt alone. Cause I was like, now I was, I was, I was actually in a great position where I was, I felt like Mount Vera was starting to become like, like the people I was surrounded by, you know, starting to become like, like, yeah, like I'm friends with these guys and like, these are my guys and all that. And then like, it just happened. And so, I mean, I just felt alone because I was distant from my friends in my old neighborhood. But at the same time, now that I had this injury, I couldn't. I couldn't sort of uh, be on that field and, and be, you know, build those relationships with those people at Mount Verde Academy. So that was probably, like, one of the times where I was like, man, like, is this soccer thing even worth it? Right. And I think that would be the biggest time where I surely was doubting for a month. Like, man, do I want to go through this process of therapy six months trying to get back? I don't have an offer. I, my whole thing was coming to the uh, academy was to get an offer. Right. I don't have an offer. So you skip 
So you skip out on like your your high school stuff instead of just going straight to college. You go to a post grad year. Yes. All your friends are back home. All my friends are still back home. Okay. Yes. So you're at Mont Montverde. Yes. Every like stuff is on like the rise, right? You're starting to get into your groove, and then boom, injury. Boom. Injury. Six months. That's 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 in the back of your head like every day. You yes. can't go to your ultimate flow, which is just on the field, like nope. with the soccer ball. So and this what occurred you, in January. In January. So mind you, oh. six months from January, we're in the summertime now. So right. there, there is no, you get back and you maybe hit a showcase. Right, right, right. There's none of that. It's, you get back wow. and like, it's already what, June? Yeah. Because your schools are about to already start. Right. So how did, how did you deal with that? Like, what were those thoughts running wild in your head? Man, it was, at first it was just like, like a shock. Like, I felt like. I almost felt like sort of not immortal, but like I felt like nothing really could like phase me at first. And when the injury happened, I was just like, whoa, like, like I never thought about what would happen if like I got injured. Like I never thought about none of that. Like that was not even in my head. So it was sort of like a shock, like, man, like what am I gonna do? Like I don't have no college offers. I don't even have I didn't even like academically like try to go and pursue a school. For sure. I don't know nothing about, like, college. Like, my family doesn't know nothing about college. My mom and dad, uh, my dad went to the Navy, and now he's doing college. My mom, she's now she's doing college, you know? So it's not like it's not like I grew up with parents who went to Michigan or Alabama or something, and, like, I'm like, oh, I want to go where my mom and dad went, you know? It's, right. So I was sort of like, whoa, like, okay, I got to try to figure out um, what is my what is my plan? Do I still want to play soccer or now what I have to do if I want to play soccer? I got to walk on. Okay, well, what's the school that's still allowing admissions, you know? F when it's when it's February and March, you know, not that many schools is in open admissions. So I got to figure out where, you know. Uh, do I want to get away from Florida? Yeah, I want to get away from Florida because I don't want to be around. I don't want to be too close that I can come back. Gotcha. So I feel like that's what that's what uh, really, like, uh, impacted me at Montverde Academy. I always felt like I wanted to go back home. Okay, so I got to go somewhere far. Okay. And so those were the things that were just rushing into my head for the next six months. Damn. And then is it true you found Concordia in an ad? Concordia is <laughs> an ad, bro. That's an ad. I That's kid you wild, not. That's wild, bro. I kid you not. It's wild. I was on uh, some college website, and I was looking up uh, colleges in California. And it literally, like, like a, like a pop-up. Uh-huh. It's like Concordia University. I'm like, Concordia University. <laughs> I tap it. I'm like, man, this actually like looks pretty dope. I look up instantly I look up what's the soccer? What's soccer like? D two, that's not a bad love with me. D two, I'm just coming off an injury. Like, that let me let me check what's their standings in the Pac West. Oh, they're looking pretty nice. Oh yeah. I'm gonna try to walk on. Let me see how many seniors they got. Let me see all this. And love then it. hey. I just put in my admission and I got accepted. It's so dope, man. That's such a cool story. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Because what was your vision like for, I guess, your, like, ultimate dream with soccer before you got hurt? Like, where did you expect yourself to go or anticipate you would? Yeah. So, first of all, soccer was, I was late in soccer. So, um, it's not like I knew soccer when I was six. No. I started soccer when I was Eighth, ninth grade. Wow, that's yeah. late. Yeah, it was late. And so, uh, you know, I was that one kid on the field where it was like, 
all right, get in. There's two minutes left. <laughs> like, just run. And, like, you don't want the ball. Just run. Just be a player, you know? Just run around. Right. So that was me. And so I never really imagined, like, I never really, like, envisioned, like, I'm going to go to college and um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a professional so I can play. Like, that was never it. It was always, like, my friends are playing. Hey, you should come play. All right, let me let me try this out. Okay. I go to not such a good school of soccer, and they say, hey, you know, you hustle hard. We'll pick you up. Mm. And so literally from, like, 9, 10, 11th grade, like, I was just playing just to play. And 12th grade came, and, like, you know, you, you start to feel like, man, I got to do something. Like, what do I want to do? Man, I really like playing soccer. I'm actually starting to feel, like, a passion for it. Okay, well, then... What can I do to get to the next level to keep playing, you know? And that is when, like, college became a thing for me. Mm. Was when I realized that, like, without college, I couldn't continue playing soccer. Damn, bro. That's deep. Yeah. I love that. So how how was last season for you as, like, just a player? Like, what did it teach you? What what was a tough time? Kind of just give me the rundown on how that went for you personally. So, so last season, uh, it was definitely tough. I would say that, um, so I came and, um, you know, the COVID stuff was going on. And so the walk-on date tryout was like, I had like about, what, a month or two until I could actually go and try to walk on. Oh, so you didn't even ask the coach if that you were going to tell, like, that you were going to come here? So so yeah, like I got accepted first, and then I and then I went to text. Oh okay. Text coach. Okay, like, okay. Hey, like you know, like I'm coming in. Here's my highlight video. Um, I would like to know if I could walk on. And he was like, Yeah, you know, like the virus thing is going on right now, so I'm gonna keep you updated. And so it was like a month or two until I actually like got a message back. He was like, Hey, like yeah, like uh, we're gonna be allowed to let let walk ons try out this date. And so. I was like, okay. And so I went and I walked on with about five people. And uh, we had to wear a mask uh-huh. through the whole training session. Oh, that's brutal. Brutal. And you're talking about like two hours of training. <sighs> with, And at this moment, kid you not, like, I'm the first person from my high school who's gone to play uh, college soccer. <laughs> my boy. Yeah. That's so dope. Yeah. Well, NCAA. Cause That's so dope. People, but it's, it's not real college. It's just like first NCAA player. So I don't know nothing about what this level is going to look like. Uh-huh. Like I've, I searched everyone on the team. Like Miguel Pena. I already seen his highlight video. Klaus, <laughs> I already seen his highlight video. I, re- like, I studied like these people. And so, you know, you don't really understand the level until you're there. And that first day, I was like, man, these guys are, like, amazing. Like, these guys are, like, like real ballers. Miguel Pena, real baller. Klaus, real baller. Elijah, real baller. Like, Oaks and Brothers, <laughs> real ballers. Fonz, all of them. And so I was just like, man, like, like I want to play with these guys. And at the end of that trial day, I was the last man. Out of five people, I was the last man. And coach, didn't, coach said, hey, you know, uh, we'll allow you to keep coming, but, you know, these are the things that I'm requiring you to 
to do in order to, you know, stay. And it was just like, can't like slow down the practice, stuff like that. And so, I mean, I go through that whole about month and a half of trying out. Mm-hmm. And they finally tell me, hey, like, you know, your tryout time ran out. But now, but me and the coaches talked and uh, we think we're going to keep you on just for the, for the semester, you know? Wow. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right. So I play that whole winter semester. Play as hard as I can. Uh-huh. And, I mean, he never told me I was on the team. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I was just going out there every day, like, playing as hard as I can. Yeah. And then we had a break. And then January came. And that's when the so-called real season came mm-hmm. because uh, they switched it because of the, the virus. And uh, <clears throat> not going to lie, it was tough because the players, they came out, like, ready for season. And, like, I didn't, again, like, I don't understand, like, what this level is like asking of me and mm-hmm. oh it was it was brutal like there was days where like i was like man like i'm really like i'm like doodling the bed right now <laughs> like honestly yeah yeah um, i can't touch the ball there was days where like i remember there was one day like coach came to me he's like hey like remember what i told you it's needed for you to stay on the team you know like hey like just go out there and play like you got to play better yeah and so i mean it was tough because you're just trying to get acclimated to, like, the style of play and, like, the speed. Mm-hmm. The touch needs to be better. You know, the decision-making needs to be better. You know, it's just it's asking a lot of you. Right. And so it was just a big, big, big change in life, I would say. How, how did you respond when coach told you, hey, like, you got you to gotta step it up? Like, did you, do you get nervous in those moments or do you get more of, like, okay, let's go. I'm going to do this. I would say more f- frustrated. Mm. And I think one guy on the team who uh, who really liked seeing this was uh, Tyler Oakson. Ah. Love Ty. Um, he actually seen it one day. And he told me, like, hey, man, like, you know, like, you're going to be all right. And stuff like that. You know, like, just, just you know, be confident, believe yourself. And then he started doing these, like, Bible studies. Right. And, like, I started going and, like, he started, like, uh, preaching, you know, about, like, different things different things about life and like you know like how to be more confident things like that and like i would say like i mean that sort of helped me because it like helped me understand that like you know like there's a guy out there who's like you know he has my back Uh, you know he's on the field with me every day too so you know you know i was just more frustrated when coach told me that but i mean i would rather him tell me that than not tell me Mm. have me going out there looking like a fool i love it yeah. Love it. Now, how how has this season been compared to, uh, I guess, last season? This season? This season has been, uh, I mean, I would say I felt like I've been doing better, definitely. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's definitely still another level that I'm looking at that I want to, like, be able to, like, play at. Right. And that's that's the level of, like, you know, again, the top guys on the team. Like, that's, I feel like that's where everyone wants to be, you know? But, I mean, this season I felt like, like I've done better than what it was last season. Def- I could definitely say that. What do you think are the things that will take your game to that level that you want to strive that you're striving to get to? Oh, I just, man, I need I need to have better technique, better technique with the ball, and better tactical understanding of the game. Mm. You know, I mean, when you're playing with guys who've been playing since they're five and six, you know, like those things sometimes come natural to them. 
Whereas to me, it's like, you know, I have to go out there and, you know, practice an extra two hours to try to, you know, catch up. Basically, Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to do is catch up. You know, I've been trying to catch up since I started in eighth grade. And so that's all I'm basically feel like I'm doing now is continue to try to catch up and try to grind. Well, all I can say, man, is your work ethic is inspiring, dude. Like, it's it's so cool to see because... I remember there was one time, this wasn't even today when you were working. This was like, you guys played a game. I, I forgot who it was or whatnot, but then you were working on the field. Remember when I came up to you? I was walking. I was going to go to my car, and this dude's on the other end of the field. Of course. Who else could it be? And I went over there. I was like, hey, keep working, bro. Like, so cool to see, though. Just, like, the whole setting of it, like, the lights on, and you just dribbling through. is so cool, man. I even called my pops, too. I was like, yo, this dude. He's a work, worker bee, so that's awesome, man. Um, and then I guess the other thing I wanted to ask you, too, was you were talking about another project you want to do uh, oh, yeah. in terms of uniforms. So the floor is yours, my man. All right. So uh, my old high school, uh, they haven't had uniforms in about five years. Wow. So, I mean, I was there when, when they had the new uniforms. And what were you guys, like, was it just old uniforms or was it like? It was so bad. I have to find a picture. <laughs> I remember freshman year, I had a, the biggest jersey. Like, bro, my nipple would be out sometimes. <laughs> like, honestly, like, I was like number like 43 or something. Yeah. It was just crazy. Big orange jersey. Like, the highest shorts mm-hmm. ever. And like, uh, man, we, we, we used to share socks. Wow. I kid you not. Like, we had one set of socks for home and away. Mm-hmm. Like, we'd have to share socks. And, like, the school even provided, like, uh, a cleats because they had, like, got a, a good enough donation for cleats. And so that was my freshman year. Mm-hmm. My senior year was better. Uh, we got a coach that actually, uh, he actually cared. Okay. And, like, um, he actually uh, worked with uniforms. So he was able to provide us with some. So that was the last time they got uh, some uniforms. But, uh, man, um, I just wanted to... Find a different way to get back and give back to the community. And so I felt like this was the way that uh, I could uh, have an impact on my community. Mm. And I think, like, that's because, like, when I play soccer or when I, when I, like, strive to do something other than soccer, you know, try to be the best at something, it's, it's, not, it's never for me. It's always for, like, I want people back in my community to look and say, like, hey, like, this is a guy who's uh, successful, but has done it in a different way, you know? Because not everyone can be a rapper, and not everyone can be a drug dealer, and not everyone can be, you know, the best basketball player. But, you know, there's different ways, you know, to uh, get out there and be successful mm-hmm. and at the same time give back to your community. This is why I love you, Raymond. <laughs> this is why I love you, bro. They're going to love the uniforms that you should. Because we saw them. We saw them earlier. Yes. And they are they're dope. Yes. I love so it, man. I, ho- I hope they, I hope they do love them. I hope they do. No, they will for sure. Nike too. Nike. I said it has to be Nike or Adidas. I don't want none of like. <laughs> no Under Armour. Yeah, it has to be no. It has to be Nike or Adidas. It has to be top card. That's it. I love it. I want top card. I want these kids to understand that you know, like, uh, passion within something like just small as a game mm-hmm. gets them, get them somewhere in life. Right. Better than where they are now. You're going to speak to him, too? Oh, yeah. 
uh, I'm planning on going and speaking with them and then like uh, run a little practice with them. That's so dope, after, dude. After my season finishes. That's so dope. Yeah. West Orlando legend right here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Love it. Okay, man. Well, that was that was great. That was great. And I always like to finish with um, my through it all three. So three questions at the end that uh, we're going to end with. <laughs> First one. We got favorite actor. My favorite actor? Your favorite actor. Oh, man. <sighs> favorite actor? Uh, man, uh, Robert Downey. No way. Yeah. So that's my favorite actor, too. Really? Why? Bro, I love Iron Man. <laughs> that's the same thing. That's my Iron favorite movie. Like, like, one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah. Actually, him and Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt? I like Brad Pitt. And DeCap, too. Ooh, I like Brad Pitt because of World War Z. That was like, I really like like movies like that. Like Survival. <laughs> that's tough yeah. well which okay actually this does not count as a through it all three question but what's your favorite iron man my favorite iron man yeah oh uh no dang civil war was captain captain america's movie right yeah oh then iron man 2 iron, iron man 2 iron man 2 was dope really yeah what about you Def, that was my last one what like that's the one i didn't one? like why yeah yeah i don't know man i just like didn't like the the villain in it with like the Whatever the electric things, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I think it was the third one. Third one? You like the third one? Third one was dope. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll debate that off cam. Yeah. All right. Next one. We got biggest role model. My biggest role model? My dad and my grandfather. Mm. Those are the biggest role models. My dad, my dad is pretty successful. Right. But my dad grew up in New York. And so. He grew up in New York and then had me at, what, like, 20-something? And I look at him now, and, like, he's the reason why I'm even here doing all of these things, you know? Mm. And my grandfather, because, I mean, my grandfather's my grandfather, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's the reason why the whole family is here, you know? For sure. And so, those two. Awesome. Awesome. And then, what advice would you give to your younger self, that ninth-grade Raymond... Who's like, who just got told, "Yo, come, come try out with the with the team." What would you tell him? What would I tell him? Man, honestly, I would tell him, uh, "It's gonna be rough, but uh, keep going because I love where I'm at right now, and it's it's definitely different than what uh, ninth grade Raymond was thinking <laughs> it was gonna be." <laughs> And so, it's it's gonna be a hell of a ride. That's what I would tell him. I Keep love going. it. I love it. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Yes. Um, thanks so much for being on, man. No problem. Hey, I was I was just about to do that too. Hey. real quick. So I was supposed to do this at the beginning, but I actually forgot. Yeah. Um, so first off, new team member Colin. He's not mic'd up right now. You can't see him, but incredible setup. He's uh, going to help out with the pod and just super grateful for that. So, Colin, appreciate you, my guy. He's locked in over there. And then Ray brought a gift for us. It's over there. Through it all poster. And, you know, it's the Through It All podcast, so we shout out everyone. And I'm going to just read off. So, we got my boy Jacob Sattler. Yes, sir. We got my boy Cam, AJ Adams, mm -hmm. Chin. Mm -hmm. uh, who's that, Cam? That's Cammy. Okay, Cammy. Mm -hmm. uh, we got Ricky. Yes. Janessa. Yeah. Ray, you signed that. Courtney. Mm -hmm. We got TBL, the best living. That's Ray's motto oh, for life. Yeah, we will. And then we got Layla and Jacob Fusion. So 
thank you guys and everyone supporting. So this is, I've never actually never done this before. <laughs> Finish the podcast, but we're actually going to circle back real quick because there's <laughs> something I missed. So TBL, the best living. TBL, the best living. That's your motto. That's my motto. What does that mean? So, again, I come from Timberleaf. And so in Timberleaf, uh, we call Timberleaf TBL. And so uh, about a year ago, I was thinking like, man, like, you know, I want to I wanna come up with something so that it has a different meaning, you know? I don't want it to be TBL, you know, people freaking throwing up gang signs, trying to be gangsters and stuff and, like, doing all this other stuff, you know? I want it to mean something more. I want I wanted to have a meaning that people could understand that it could be something better, you know, than what it is or what it's surrounded by, you know? And so the best living came up, and I was like, you know what? That's going to be my motto. And so I came up. TBL, <laughs> shout out to all the people. Timberleaf still. Uh, can I shout some people out? What's up? I can shout some people out. <laughs> Camera's all Shout out to my brothers. Uh, Jeffrey, Darian, John Lee, Bells, Mike. These are guys I came up with. Steve, Manderson. Like, uh, I love all you boys. I thank y'all for uh, being there for me. And um, there's a, a struggle that we... We all uh, had to deal with, uh, man, my high school team mm-hmm. uh, was ranked 457, I think it was, in the state in soccer. Wow. I sent you a screenshot. You did, you that. did. 457. And then I went to Montverde, which that year that I, that I was there, it finished seventh in, in the state. Wow. So, I mean, there's a struggle that, you know, like, me and some of the boys that I know have come from, and uh, people probably will un- never understand it. There's probably people, you know, who had more struggles, you know. But, I mean, I love you boys, and I thank you boys for always supporting me. And uh, when one wins, we all going to win. <laughs> That's it. Love it. This is, this is the man right here. This is yes, sir. Thank you, man, for hopping on. Always. It was a pleasure. Colin, thanks for locking us in. Um, This has been an incredible episode. First time with the legit gear. No more iPhones. No more iPhones, iPhones, bro. Can't do it. Can't do it. Only 4K. Oh, this is 4K, right? This is 4K. I'm liking this. I'm liking this setup. I'm liking it. He's like that. So, um, yeah, guys. Appreciate you tuning in. Uh, This is episode 12. Actually, we'll have you say that. This is episode 12 of the Do It All Podcast. This is episode 12. Do It All Podcast. And then is he just going to sign his name? And that's it. I bet. I'll get out of the way.